Hello and welcome to Punk Goes Pod, the internet's only podcast that chronicles fearless records, Punk Goes Ellipses series to answer the age-old question, hell yeah or yeah nah? We'd be, we'd be screwed if another podcast did what we did. Eh, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like we'd be able to win out over them somehow. I feel like nobody else wants to do this. No, we... <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we thought it through when we began, just the sheer uh, trek it was going to be. The the magnitude. Yes. And it's a big magnitude. Yes. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. Me neither. Uh, so, how are you doing after our second dose? Mm. Um, yeah, I am fully in the... Um, What's the word? I'm fully in, like, the airwaves now. I'm just being broadcast yep. as a Wi-Fi signal. You, you know, good news with 5G is you get Netflix 2. <laughs> Netflix 2 has the, the TV show Dinosaurs. Sure. And, uh, yeah, it's just dinosaurs. And maybe I'm just hallucinating. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, no, feeling pretty fucking good. Um... Feeling feeling kind of garbage, but will feel good. Yeah, yeah. no. Um, yeah, it's incredible just the way my mind works sometimes. Like, because I didn't really feel the needle going in, I was like, did they actually do it? Like, did they just, like, chuck it in the bin? And then I was like, yeah, nah. Like, and I know they didn't, because I pulled the cotton wool ball off and there was a little bit of blood, but I was like, but is that actually blood? Or is it just a fault in the cotton wool? They didn't do it. I need to go back. It's just like, I... This last year has been a time. Are you concerned that it's someone, like, doing it on purpose? Or are you concerned that they were just incompetent? Like, there's nothing to even be concerned about. No, but, but there just, isn't. But, no, but, but like, it's just the contrarian side of my brain being like, here's an idea. Yeah. They never actually <laughs> did it. They just pretended to vaccinate you but what if i know yeah and that's how intrusive thoughts work and they are the worst they are pretty heartless heartless ah very good heartless mm. so yes uh as you can tell by our hilarious segue yes we are doing heartless by kanye west as covered by the word alive for punk goes pop three. I almost said pod Same. three. I was reading it as pod pod, but it's because I write it as PGP because yeah. I, because I am now getting so lazy that I can't just write three words. No, it's, it doesn't make sense to exert yourself. True. Work smart, not hard. As they <laughs> say. I, uh, just a little anecdote. Um, we were in the car coming back and you were like, yeah, I'm not feeling too great. And then I was like, I was being an asshole. Like you wouldn't be feeling it that soon. And <laughs> it's like, we didn't even make it out of the car. And I'm like, yeah, I'm already feeling pretty headache. Why? <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I feel like there's just a fog. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So this, this could be a real interesting episode. Look, I love you, but for, I hope for my sake that it's not. I hope it's just a standard episode. 
look, one day I'll get my way and we'll do an, uh, or I'll do an episode fully sleep deprived. But until then, shall we kick on with the song? Yes. Because I don't, I, I, I don't want to cause you any mental anguish <laughs> today. <laughs> That's why there's like issues is because they've they've got to like download your software and everything and there's just like they've got to like reboot like your your modem yeah on and off they need to upload us to the cloud yeah we're not fully synced yet nah um but no trust me it's going to be pretty good it will be so Kanye West was born in 1977 and hails from Atlanta Georgia but was raised in Chicago Chicago. His father, Ray West, was a former Black Panther and the first African-American journalist for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Uh, his mother, Dr. Donda C. West, was a chair for the English department at Chicago State University. Uh, unfortunately, she died a while ago. Yeah, did you do a complication uh, during an elective surgery? Yeah. Yeah. Which is fucking terrifying. Yeah, and like... Uh, you know, he's still fucked up from it. I mean, like, never mind losing a parent at any in any situation. But yeah, like, what would have been in t- or like understood as like routine surgery, mm. like that's fucked up. And like, uh, we could have gotten into this a little bit later, but I'm gonna say it now. Like, I think part of the reason why it also has fucked him up so much was I think she was one his manager as well. Uh. Two, she also comes across as his biggest fan. Yeah. So if your biggest fan dies, like mm. that's gonna that's gonna take a hit to your confidence. And it's just it's his mum. Yeah. Like, yeah. That. Like it's just it's elective surgery. It's like it shouldn't happen. Yeah. And it did, and it's it's so sad. It's awful. So oh, I didn't know this. This is very interesting. Uh, at the age of ten. West moved to Nanjing, China with his mother, who taught at Nanjing University on an exchange program. Uh, she said he was the only foreigner in the class, but he fit in. And Kanye said about this time, I got straight A's and B's and I ain't fronting. So, like, he's just... She's like, oh, yeah, he, he you know, for for what it was, like, he, he managed to fit in and, and do well and he's just, like, he's just straight on the, I'm a genius. Honestly? Train like, of thought. I was that kid when I was a kid of like, yeah, man, another A. Like, anything below 
Well, like, a B was bad. Anything lower than a B, like, I might as well just, like... I was just like, can I get out of here, please? Yeah. Until until university, and then I was that straight-A student. <laughs> you nerd. Uh, at age 13, West wrote a song called Green Egg, Eggs and Ham, which is sick, uh, and he asked his mother for money to record the song. Um, and again, as you've noted in the notes, that his mother was possibly his biggest fan. And I just want to uh, to really elaborate that it's a, a take on uh, Dr. Seuss's Green Eggs and Ham. In yes. case, in case anyone was wondering, I feel like I read somewhere once that Seuss is pronounced Soyce, or was that just someone being a dick, <laughs> Doctor Soyce? Soyce, it's just ah, uh, no wonder he just like talks in bleeps and bloops. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe when you're talking later, I will look it up. Cause, All right. I don't know. Now I just read it as Soyce. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like he's from, um, Boston. Dr. Soy Soyce. <laughs> Dr. Soyce. A Dr. Soyce. Anyway. Go socks. <laughs> Don't go out with your, just, without your scarf. <laughs> so, Kanye got his start in the early 2000s, producing for Jay-Z's Rockefeller Records. And throughout his career, he has sold more than 20 million albums and 140 million singles worldwide. Uh, he has also won a total of... Over a total of 22... So, he has won at least 22 Grammy Awards. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. So, it's supposed to be like... He has won a total of over 22 Grammy Awards and has been on Rolling Stone magazines. Oh, like six of his albums. It's sort of like to include it all. Gotcha. So yes, uh, Rolling Stone magazine have also named six of his albums in their 500 greatest albums of all time list. How many albums does he have in total? Because I feel like that says a That's lot. basically his discography. That's sick. Um, so yeah, he's doing pretty well for himself. Yeah. Look, I, I, I don't really want to excuse his behavior. He's a very contentious person. He's a very controversial person. Yeah. We all know his controversies. Yes. And if you don't, you can just look it up. Like, I just, I, I wasn't in the mind space to just like spend 20 minutes talking about all of that shit. And I just wanted to like sort of reiterate like, yeah, but he's a really fucking successful musician as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just, I didn't want to, I didn't want. To, like, focus on, like, the Marga shit and, like, the Taylor Swift incidents and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So, I, I also didn't want that to detract from the song. And I I guess, in a way, like, why why I'm sort of not... I'm not giving him a pass. Like, I don't think any of the stuff that he has done is, is excusable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yes, it's been learned over the last couple of years that he has bipolar. Yeah. Um, but... For instance, when we did the T.I. Justin Timberlake episode, I wanted to talk about that because I I wonder if, you know, not so, not as many people knew the T.I. stuff. Yeah. And it's like, I felt like there was a responsibility to talk about it. Whereas we all know the, the Kanye stuff. We, uh, yeah. We all know his association with Trump. And yeah. it's just like, you know, look it up if you, if you want to look into it further. I just... I was too mentally exhausted this week to think about that and to write about that. Yeah. So I guess I'll just get into the song now. 
Yes, but just quickly, so yeah, Dr. Seuss, it should rhyme with voice. So it, so is, it is Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Oh, what a ridiculous human being. And Let's talk about his controversies. One of, no, one of Dr. Seuss's friends, Alexander Lang, Liang, even created this little poem about how people said Seuss. You're wrong as the deuce and you shouldn't rejoice. If you're calling him Seuss, he pronounces it Seuss. Well, I'm going to call him Seuss because I know that he would be upset about that. I'm going to say Seuss because it's funny sounding. It is funny sounding, but that's how he acts. Where does that even come from, Dr. Seuss? It's like, literally how you, like, it's his name. No, no, I know, but like, from what province is the name Seuss? Oh, I know what you mean. I yeah. thought you meant like, where does he get off <laughs> insisting that people call him Dr. Seuss? Where does he get off insisting people pronounce his name the way that it's supposed to be pronounced? <laughs> Fuck him. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll pronounce it however I want to pronounce it. I'm pronouncing it. See us. Yeah, with that. <laughs> sure. Heartless was the second single from his fourth studio album. And how do you say this? Is it 808s and yeah. Heartbreak? Okay. So, <laughs> was the second single from his fourth studio album, 808s, Heart- 808s and Heartbreak, which was released in 2008. Yes. The song was co-written by West rapper and DJ No ID. Kid yep. Cuddy and spoken word poet and rapper Malik Youssef. Oh, cool. The song was produced by West. Does No ID, like, like, is he basically, like, lying when he does have his ID? Ah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> it wasn't, but thank you. <laughs> so, uh, again, like, the whole thing of, like, him and his association with Trump over the last year... Uh, is just like baffling where he was in 2008 because he debuted this song at the 2008 Democratic National Convention and he also performed it at Barack Obama's inauguration. Yeah. So the song incorporates a common time signature and it's performed in the key of A minor and and it uses a moderate R&B tempo of 90 beats per minute. Sweet. So... I don't know, I don't really know anything about, uh, what is it, American pop, but it's, Mm -hmm. the music video is directed by Hype Williams, who directed the videos for This Is How We Do It by Montel Jordan, Getting Jiggy With It by Will Smith, and Viva La Vida by Coldplay. Vida. Viva La Vida (laughs) by Coldplay. I don't know, like, This Is How We Do It and Getting Jiggy With It is, like, they're pretty basic, but the Viva La Vida film clip is... Pretty, pretty big. Is it? I thought it, like, had a, like, I thought it was a pretty cool film clip. Or was it just them in, like, a field drumming or something? Oh, hang on. I'm looking at a... The thumbnail's not telling me much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, look, I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I just, I associate Coldplay with just snooze first. Yeah. Yellow, where it's just him walking on the beach and, like... Being British. Regular British weather, which is just miserable. Uh, So the film clip is an homage to Ralph Bakshi's 1981 animated film, American Pop. Huh. Well, I assume it's animated. Yeah, it is. I thought you were talking about Viva La Vida. I was like, no, no, no. no. Heartless (laughs) is inspired by American Pop. So the song reached number 40 on the ARIA charts, number two in Canada, number six in New Zealand, and number two in the US and UK. This was one, like... 
it didn't chart as well as I thought it would have. Uh, like, I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at, but like, yeah. When we looked when we looked at share and believe last week, it was like number one everywhere. Yeah. And I just sort of I just assumed because it was a the new Kanye song at the time, like it must have done extremely well. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like eight eight oh eight and heartbreak was kind of a low key album, if that makes sense. Like it okay. feels like it wasn't one of his big ones. I don't know why. Um, what? Yeah. Like, I'm going back to like, because when I was sort of first introduced to Kanye West, it was uh, Gold Digger was like, mm-hmm. and Gold Digger was very big, um, and like Touch the Sky, yeah. and and like a, a fact that I did not put in here, but I will bring it up now was. Evil Knievel tried to sue Kanye because Kanye's basically playing Evil Knievel in the Touch the Sky right. film clip. Yes. And, um, and yeah, so they basically were just like, it's parody, dude. Yeah. We're, we're, we're allowed, we're allowed to do this under rules of parody law. And it just made me wonder, cause Evil Knievel was an old, broken down man because of all like like i think ev- at one point every bone in his body had broken and it's mm. like what are you mad at are you mad that like they didn't get permission or are you mad that an african-american man is portraying you in his film clip man or do you just want money and apparently like before he died they settled um and yeah like he had a meeting with kanye and kanye was like oh yeah he was very lovely so, oh, very true. diplomatic. Yeah, that's big of him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to, like, skim over the Wikipedia entry for uh, 808s and Heartbreak. It actually was, like, a very critical album. I think just at that point I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. But um, it was sort of, from what I understand, it sort of marked, like, a shift in his sound and his... Um, yeah, a departure from his previous rap records, as Wikipedia says. Um, which, yeah, I fully got that from the few songs off it that I listened to back in the day. Because did he sing as much as he does in this song in his earlier stuff? Mm, I don't know. And I don't know if he necessarily has a good singing voice. Because he definitely uses auto-tune. Yeah. And I do remember... I can't remember which fe- festival it was. It was like Glastonbury or Reading Festival. It was one of those ones in the UK, and he he did. Uh, I think it was we we are the champions by Queen, right? Or Bohemian Rhapsody or something. I think I've spoken about it before, where he like he declared himself the greatest rock star of all time, <laughs> and it's like his singing voice is not very good. Yeah, and and like we watched that that Netflix show, This Is Pop, about auto tune. Yeah, and like. My biggest takeaway from that was I just want to give T-Pain a big hug. I know. Like, Usher telling him that he ruined music. Like, go fuck yourself, dude. Yeah, he was done so dirty. It's like, how dare T-Pain use autotune as an artistic device? Like, But yeah, like, Kanye West comes around and does it and people are like, you genius. Yeah. 
it yeah you could go into that for hours but i am still sinking so i don't know <laughs> um just imagining that scene from get out where he sinks into the chair no and it's just very slow <laughs> no i don't like that i well speaking of things that i do like yes this song yes this song is terrific Mm-hmm. Well, it would be terrific if it wasn't for one line. Yeah. Can you imagine what that line... Can you tell me what line it is that you think I'm referring to? Ah, uh, I'll know it when I hear it, but I can't remember. How can you be so Dr. Evil? Yeah. And it's yeah. like... And and it's in every cover, people singing this line so solemnly of how could you be so Dr. Evil? And it's... I just immediately am watching the film in my mind when yeah. he says that. And it's like, oh no, but those films are so silly. Yeah. I'm just imagining him now going, zip it. Or like, <laughs> shh. You know. I'm like, sorry, those movies are still very funny. Strapping, strapping laser beams to sharks' heads, <laughs> you know. And Seth Green's his son. You put roadkill on my sheets. <laughs> um, yeah. I like this song for what it represents and like I am being backed up by Wikipedia here just as I keep skimming it. So yeah, 808s and Heartbreak is one of those ones where I think it was a bit of a slow burn as well in some regards. Like it has since been cited as quote, a prominent influence on subsequent hip hop, pop and R&B music, pioneering emo rap and experimental R&B developments in particular. Like, yeah, I like that this was, and it's not to, discount his previous work and that it wasn't as earnest but i like how introspective and earnest this record was from what i heard of it and this song feels very honest yeah especially from coming from someone with such a tremendous personality like kanye someone who and i did say to you i get the feeling that in his mind he's never at fault yeah um that is great in terms of the crossover with pop punk and yes. emo and that. Like, it's a perfect candidate to be a punk goes cover because, like, the lyrics basically do read as if they were lifted from, I don't know, like, fucking Jesse Lacey's yeah. notebook or something. Yeah, like, you, uh, like, you... Except the Doctor Evil bit. You ended, yeah. You ended the relationship, and it's because I did nothing wrong, essentially. Mm. Um, but like it, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if does he get enough credit for perhaps being, you know, a pioneer of something like emo rap. I don't know. Um, I know that he, I know that he has musical influences outside of just R and B and rap and hip hop. Like, yeah. Um. I remember, I remember one of his, I don't know if he ever released it as one of his clothing items. It wasn't as good as the uh, plain white shirt. Yes. Uh, but it was, he was seen wearing a pair of just tracksuit pants like what I'm wearing now. Sam is wearing grey tracksuit pants. Yes, I, 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 I am wearing grey tracksuit pants. Just to paint the scene for you, dear listener. Yes. And the the pants were just covered in patches, like like my jacket. But like Sick. they were they were basically ripping off uh, metal band logos, 
but they said things like it wasn't like like it would have like the metallica font but it would just say metal the slayer font <laughs> it would be thrash and it was just like all of these fonts taken and it just said words like it oh wasn't the gosh. band names or anything like that and it was just like it was basically like if my mum <laughs> created some metal patches for me, yeah, but without doing any research. Jesus. <laughs> and yeah, like he's he's been out wearing like Metallica and Megadeth shirts and stuff like that. So I know that he has the influence there. Yeah, and I know uh, Richard has said when he went to like the Kanye pop up store, like they were only playing metal. Oh, what? That's at, so sick. As well. Um, but yeah, so that's what I mean. Like, I'm getting it. Like, that that he has those further influences. But yeah, it's I don't know. I, I I really quite respect it for you know taking such a such a very confident genre of music and actually going, oh no, I'm vulnerable here. Yeah, yeah. and it just like you know it doesn't really it doesn't really go any further than where it starts like it doesn't like rise it doesn't have like doesn't speed up or anything like that but it just it really is that sort of and like you watch the film clip as well and the film clip's a beautiful companion Mm, piece to this song but it's like just the sort of like the sort of kind of somber but sort of almost fun uh like piano or keyboard jaunty sort of not jaunty but like the, the kind of like tunes that they're playing there and like the yeah the sort of slow drum beat and it's like i kind of want to listen to this in the rain and just feel sad yeah yeah well i guess like that sort of circularity of the song like it doesn't really go anywhere it just sort of loops like Mm. that yeah it's a perfect sort of symbol of like ruminating on something that failed and like it's horrible and like and and you're right it's like a circle so like you'll you'll move along and it will start to feel better and then something will happen again and you'll be back to Mm. where you started. Like you'll see her on Instagram and she's with a guy and it's like, well, fuck now I'm depressed again. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's like I said, it's just, it's just quite a, it's just quite a beautiful little song actually. Like the more that I think about it, it's like, Oh damn. (laughs) Like maybe I know that he's a self accredited genius, but maybe he, Maybe he did earn those A's and B's back in back in school. Well, there's a reason why he's still part of the culture, why he's still part of the conversation. Like, he is fucking good at what he does. Mm. And, like, I do... Like, especially considering that he used to work producing for um, Rockefeller, but, like, yeah. He is an artist who truly engages with his work like he's not just phoning it in with someone else writing this and someone else writing a backing track and he just rocks up to the studio and then pieces out like he cares very deeply about his art and this was also this was also at a time when he wasn't like i think he had he might have always like been christian but he he like it had never really like bled into the music and until like you know later on and then it was like and i think he said like i will never really do that yeah until he did it and then <laughs> yeah. it was like i'm a and then he I, he's quoted as saying i think it was like uh, he was getting interviewed on jimmy kimmel or something he's like i'm a christian everything 
Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, he has also kept relevant by saying controversial things and, you yeah. know, aligning himself with Donald Trump, yeah. which I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's... He is a very contrary person. Yeah. Like, because before that, he got on live television and said George Bush doesn't care about black people. Like, But then when he was... When he was interviewed, I think last year, mm. he was asked, and it was again, I think on Jimmy Kimmel or something, he was asked, "Can you explain how Donald Trump cares about black people?" And he couldn't answer it. Mm. He had, he had no answer. So it was like, "Do you care? Well, I guess, or, or, or are they just paying you?" I don't know. Maybe he's sort of a symbol for, I don't know, like he's, he's not on par, but like. He's sort of a symbol of, like, all those family members and friends that everyone is losing to, like, QAnon and all that Mm. weird shit. Like, yeah, he always had and still has, like, a stunning career. And, like, he always Mm. had a very promising career ahead of him. But instead, yeah, a lot of people do feel very sympathetic towards him because, like, he just, yeah... He's not well. No, he's really not. Yeah. Um, and and I guess like he would have definitely watched someone like Childish Gambino and watched This Is America and gone, well, I need to remain relevant because this is this mm. is a moment. Yeah. And like all the you know upcoming rappers and and you know how do I how do I stay relevant? Well, that's the thing, because you've got new people coming in. Like, you've got Lil Nas, you've got... Yeah. He's not new-new, but, like, yeah. New-new. <laughs> um, yeah, he's one of these ones, like, it would be... And, like, I'm sure plenty of podcasts and plenty of people have done this, but, like, it would be interesting to sort of just dive into that sort of general area of, like, what the fuck happened. Yeah. Yeah. I urge... Everyone listening to go back and watch the George Bush doesn't care about black people video mm. just for Mike Myers's reaction because he is because he was he, they were doing that video together right. or they were doing the presenting of whatever it was together yeah and Kanye goes off script there yeah and Mike Myers is just immediately just uncomfortable yes. <laughs> you could just see it on his face he's just like. Oh, how fast can you get me out of this room? Yeah. Off this camera. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> I did, like, I, one of those other things that I like about this song as well is it really does, it does tear down those walls that he's built up as well. Because this <laughs> is a person who, like, there was that gif of him at a basketball game with someone and he's smiling and laughing and then the camera turns on him mm. and the, Smile immediately drops, yeah. and he immediately just put back on the Kanye West face. Yeah, and it's like the pictures of him with Aziz Ansari, who managed to avoid getting cancelled for some reason. Mm. Um, but pictures of him and Aziz, and Aziz is like smiling, and he's still just got the deadpan face. Yeah. Like this is also like, and again, it's not, it's not a happy song, but it's like, okay, it's not a tough guy song as well. Like, it's, yeah, there's some vulnerability. There. Oh, there's a lot of vulnerability there. Yeah. Oh, I just, I, yeah, as I said, like, this is just a terrific song. Mm. And watch the, the George Bush doesn't care about black people video. 
On that note, let's talk about the other ones. The word alive. That's the ones. The word dead. So, the word alive formed in 2008. Mm-hmm. They came from Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And this is... I I found this very interesting because this was not a they met in high school band. So, the band started as the side project for Escape the Fates, I think, second vocalist. Post-Ronnie Radke. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah. yeah the vocalist post-Ronnie Radke, uh, Craig Mabbitt. Mm-hmm. Um and like so he joined escape the fate in the same year that the word alive started so like i don't know i don't know what happened there but so basically the rest of the band were fed up that with the fact that he was taking too much like he was like focusing too much on escape the fate mm-hmm. and yeah kicked him out kicked him out of his own side project get wrecked and it was hilarious reading his his statement. So, like, he had a blog mm-hmm. um, because it was, like, 2008 and we all had a blog. Yes. Although that was a feature on MySpace as well, wasn't it? You could blog. Yeah. Yeah. I kept a blog for way longer than I needed to. I still have a blog. Yeah. I write a little bit in it from time to time just about stuff that I'm enjoying. Um, but he basically, it's like he gets it. <laughs> he almost gets it. Yeah. But he doesn't like he then brings it back on himself he's like yeah so they they were basically sitting around doing nothing waiting for me to come back off of tour with escape the fate Mm. but i'm so hurt that they did this to me yeah and that's not a direct quote but it's pretty it's pretty close like just like just like you almost get it you almost understand like you're saying they were sitting around waiting for you to yeah. come back off of tour to then work with them yeah. so that they can, like, make some money. Mm. But yet you're then upset again. I don't know. You can understand that you fucked up in a situation and still be mad about it. True. And look, this was this was a day after he was released. So, yeah. you know, it's been 13 years. So maybe he has a bit more hindsight. Or maybe he doesn't. Or maybe he doesn't. And that's fine too. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't, 
I don't know how much more different he is from Ronnie Radke, but Ronnie Radke's his own beast. Oh, fuck. Like, yeah. And, and so I... I don't uh, think it's hard to be better than Ronnie Radke. So 2008, uh, Ronnie Radke was not in band anymore because he was in prison. Mm. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember what he... But, like, we do a Falling in Reverse song anyway, so I'll research that then. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the only other fact I had... Because they had a really... Like, they had a long Wikipedia page, but it was a really boring Wikipedia page. That was the, the most interesting fact. I am uh, tempted to go on now and see if I agree with you. Oh, go on. Um, so, <laughs> the band have been signed to Fearless Records since their inception. Cool. Um, I didn't put this one in because I didn't know how to write it in and make you, sound inter- make you interested in it. But, basically, uh, there was... Uh, they were touring with like motionless in white yeah and someone else i can't remember and the the lead singer now not craig mabbitt their other singer yep tyler someone uh, i can't remember um tyler smith tyler smith stage dived and uh fell mm-hmm. and like broke a number of bones and Oof. like so like the rest of the t- like he still toured good on him but the rest of the tour, like, he basically couldn't move and was in, I think he was in a neck brace. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Jeez. So, I'm not, look, I'm not laughing at your pain, but, like, oh, that I, sucks. I, I don't know. As someone who has seen a blind man stage dive at a metal concert, like, sometimes just stage, pres- stage presence can be kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're just, like, if you're, if the rest of your band is doing, like, head banging because of like breakdowns and everything and and you're just standing there with a neck brace and and i hope it was just the foam one and not like the full halo yeah because that would suck that's hard (laughs) oh i feel like a dick that's the that's just that's just the pfizer i'm just gonna blame a lot of stuff on the pfizer for a while Sure. I'm fully expecting like the interference sound effect, like when you were listening to the radio, and your Nokia 3310 would be getting a text message. Oh yeah. Oh, I used to hate that. Although it was kind of great because he knew yeah. that you were expecting a text. Yeah. Or no, what was <laughs> it? Would be crushing when you would hear that and no text would come through. Yeah. Yeah. That used to suck too. Because sometimes it would just happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. What a time. What what do you think of this cover? I don't care much for it. And again, that's just my predilection. Like, yeah. I don't know. Again, like, I like... It's an excellent candidate for Punk Goes, and I'm really pleased that someone picked it as a candidate. Um, I mean, they were signed to... They are signed to Fearless yeah. Records, so, like, it was probably just, hey this song well i did see that um oh did you find another interesting fact not overly but this this cover was produced by matt grabe who is an la-based record producer who has worked with the likes of william beckett from the academy is this providence a rocket to the moon and the somerset and is also composed for the likes of Coca-Cola, Google, and other brands. Um, sick. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of sick, I suppose. Um, it's fine. I feel really mean saying that, but it's fine. I don't know what sets this apart from 
last week's cover and like last week's cover i was so high on it yeah and this one i don't know like i'm not gonna say that i can't listen to it and that i don't like i guess busy music because i listen to you know bands like the dillinger escape plan like math metal which is just constantly changing yeah this feels like they started off with a simple idea and then they just kept adding and yeah. then adding and then adding and adding and adding and adding. And then it just ended up being a bit of a clusterfuck. That's a good way of describing it. Like, if they just even removed, like, one element of it. Mm. Like, that classic thing, before you leave the house, remove one accessory. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. I Yeah, I feel bad because, like, I know I wasn't actively engaging with it. But I think that's just because I heard I was just like, nah, like... Look, we're human beings. Sometimes it's not going to work out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I there are things that I like. I uh, I liked the uh, sweep picking of the guitar, or were they arpeggios? I can't remember. I uh, could not tell you. And yeah, like it just felt like, well, how do we get all of these elements to work around a breakdown? Yeah. Essentially. Uh, and I don't know, like, it had that sort of, there's like a, there's like an almost artificial feeling to it as well. Like, sort of like when, if you're a musician that records all your own stuff, but you maybe don't know the drums. So you get like a program to play the drums, but they're not like recorded from a, an actual set of drums. It's like their best approximation of what a drum sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like now I'm beginning to add insult after insult after insult, and that my <laughs> and that my my main critique is going to become uh, invalid. I guess it's sort of an interesting counter to the original in that they've thrown so much at it, whereas the original is quite sparse and yeah. like very considered in what it pulls into the mix. If that makes sense. I think just in terms of what it is as well, like, it's that thing of we don't need, like, breakup songs. We don't need, like, this to be, like, overly aggressive as well. Yeah. And, you know, like, for, for you know, a band like next week's band, Breathe Carolina, probably would have handled this yeah. far better because it would have had, it would have had that element that would have, stuck true to the original but then done something different yeah or i don't know like try and find some 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 like emo leaning band or something to to really sort of pick up on this but like i yeah i don't need a dude growling about the girl that's so heartless because it then just becomes very woe is me yeah and i'm gonna you know go and kill someone because of it i mean it becomes even more on brand to like the genre, but it's kind of missing the point. It's missing that sort of yeah, yeah, that sort of vulnerability beneath like the spitefulness of it. Yeah, like, yeah. So like, I'm not, I'm not spite. sad. I'm not sad that she broke up with me. I'm fucking pissed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, and that's not a place that I ever really like to be as someone who listens to mostly just aggressive music. Like, that's mm. not really a place that I want to be. Like, that's veering into territory that I sort of steer clear of in the music that I listen to. 
Yeah. I don't know. Like, I have wanted to like it. And again, they had a very interesting story. Like, a side band that, like, kicked out their founding member. Yeah. Like, that's hilarious. <laughs> it is so funny. And and from what I can tell, like, he has a better voice than Craig Mabbitt. Because Craig Mabbitt has a really just stupidly whiny voice. Mm. And... Yeah, I just, I was just like, you know what? That's a sick backstory. I hope this song's good and it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes, look, we're nearly at a hundred episodes, you know, some of them have... Yeah, some of them are going to be stinkers and that's fine. And look, that can be the case of this episode as well. This episode might be a stinker. And I'm fine with that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So we have three... Yeah. Covers to talk about. Um, I'm going to make an executive decision and say, let's talk about uh, Camouflage Rose featuring George Maple, who did a cover of this for Triple J's Like a Version. I like, and I like the the play between the female and the male vocals. Even just having a, another vocalist to sort of share the load is an interesting take on it. Yeah. Yeah. And just like the, the keys are a different, they're a different tone and they add just a bit more light to it. Yeah. So like maybe it's sort of more like, hey, this is, you know, two sides of a story. Yeah. It's not just one person's take on it and that person's take is, well, I was done wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like I, it. I don't know, and I think I think she's got a really nice voice and he has a really cool voice. Yeah. And you watch you watch the video and he's he's very into it as well. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know. I, I uh I and again it was it was like last week when it was like, Oh yeah, uh, like a version, I'll play that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is one thing I appreciate about so non-Australians, just some quick context. So Triple J is an Australian radio network, um, or whatever you'd call them. Um, I guess it's like, it's kind of like the hipster station now. Yeah. Yeah. They give me a shit, the shits a lot of the time, but um, that's fine. You'd you'd probably like, you'd you'd listen to it and the host would, she'd sound like this and her name's probably something like CJ and CJ comes from Brunswick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just jump on the text line. Oh, um, it's pretty exy. Yeah, just send in some requests on the request line. 
Yeah. Like we're getting some real bangers in this morning. Oh, some choice cuts on this one. Yeah, a bit of a deep dive oh. back to 2009. How badly do you just want to finish this episode like this? Not at all. <laughs> um, you never let me have any fun. We'll do another one another time. Um, but yeah, they have a series of cover things much like punk goes called like a version. And so one thing I really like about them is they are a lot like the BBC live lounge. Like they upload video of the artists performing yeah. as well. So yeah, you do get to see them actually engaging with the music. Cause I guess that's where you're sort of, find someone out if they're not like if they're just phoning it in you'll be able to tell if that makes sense i think the thing is as well is like it's probably pretty rare that someone phones it in yeah on this and so basically the selling point of it is and it is kind of like the punk goes formula in that it's so like last week you had the late 90s like disco inspired uh you know pop song and then it was performed by an acoustic trio. Like it's 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 a band that does a different style to the original song. Yeah. And like to add a, something different to it. Yeah, the covers are always very considered. Like Yeah. And look, that's not to say that I don't know, that the word alive didn't consider theirs, but it's just Yeah, they sort of they engage with it in a different way, I yeah. suppose. Um all that to say, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yes. Fuck, that was a terrible... Um, next... To, to cut a long fucking story short. Exactly. This good. Uh, yeah, is good. Uh, second cab on the rank is The Fray. In the night, hear him talk Cold story ever told with violent on this road Lost the soul To whom it's so heartless How could you be so heartless How could you be so heartless How could you be so cold As the wind and when, when it breathes you Just remember that you're talking to me And so basically every hospital show since that yeah. has <laughs> since that song's inception has played how to save a fucking life. Yeah, it's very on the nose. It's like, oh fuck, that's what doctors do. <laughs> um, and they also did that over my head. Everyone knows I'm in over my head, over my head. I might know it, but yeah, I don't. You would. The yeah. guy has a very what? distinctive voice, is, I'm sure. Is that like played on every surfing show? <laughs> Because, like, the waves over your head? No. Oh, well, then I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyway, so they're fine. They're just... This is this is entirely okay. To me, they're just, yeah, they're adult contemporary. It's just, like, good for you. But, um, <laughs> if anything, I like that 
Why was that so funny? It's just like, you're an old contemporarian, good for you. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like so dismissive. It's like, it's like what my dad would say. They're adult, like, you're, yeah, you're an adult contemporary. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you, Samuel. Samuel. Um, I do like this one because it veers closer to what, like, a full soft boy cover would be. Like, what an emo cover would sound like. Yeah. Especially the guy's vocal affectation. Like, he very much leans into emoting through his voice. Yeah. Beyond just singing. Yeah. Um... I think it is just because that voice is so distinctive that you immediately tie it to Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> and then you just go, ah. Oh, they probably God. played it on Scrubs as well. Probably. Yeah. Um, but just, yeah, they sort of fall into the same category as, like, well, Coldplay for one, and then, like, Snow Patrol and all those ones, where oh, it's just like, like... Arctic Monkeys, and I'm what? just thinking of bands with, like, winter themes about them. <laughs> yeah, but, like, Arctic... Arctic. Arctic monkeys don't do like sad boy shit. They okay. do. Um, well, they did that. I bet you look good on the dance floor. Like, yep. Yeah. They they're more fun than this, I suppose. Um, did I ever tell you the story about when I bought a municipal waste CD and it was Arctic monkeys? No. So I bought a municipal waste CD in like 2010. New or secondhand? New. I bought it at JB Hi-Fi. Interesting. JB Hi-Fi sells uh, media, music, whatnot. Sure. Uh, DVDs. Um, just for like the people who aren't Australian. Okay. <laughs> um, it's Best Buy, basically. Yeah. Uh, so I bought a municipal waste CD. They're a party thrash band. Yes. And put it in... I like... I, I'm in the car, and if if you have any if you have any sort of imagination about what municipal waste sounds like, and then Arctic Monkeys, what that sounds like, then you can sort of imagine how confused I was. So, like, had they? It was literally on the on the CD as well. It was like municipal waste. That's awesome. As well, <laughs> and it's like I should have. I should have almost kept it because it's like it feels like that's a collector's item yeah. or something. Like you know, how, like you get like books that have like per- not purposefully. But, like, I feel like either a municipal waste or an Arctic Monkeys fan would have paid a fair bit to have that. Yeah, that's hilarious. And uh, but I was like, I was like, fucking hell! And so I went back and no, because you were listening to the Arctic Monkeys, you're like, oh fucking hell! Oh fuck! Fuck! Fucking hell! Um, so yeah, that was just like. That was just a very <laughs> bizarre moment where I, you know, accidentally had to listen to Arctic Monkeys. So I have to ask, how did you recognise that it was Arctic Monkeys? Oh, because I had put it in, I'd put it in the computer. Ah. And I was like going to copy it over onto the iPod. And so like when oh, you had, when you had an internet connection, it would just recognise what the song was yeah. or the music was. So then, yeah, it was arctic monkeys which album do you remember (sighs) whatever whatever might have either new to old from 2010 i need to and previous um i don't know what i can't remember what the municipal waste album was that's uh, i don't think it was the art of partying but yeah so (laughs) needless to say i was uh i was not terribly (laughs) impressed 
with that. That's very funny. And and it, apparently I was not the first person as well that that had happened Oh, really? To. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, this has been happening a little bit, actually. That's wonderful. And, yeah. Could you imagine, could you imagine the inverse of that? <laughs> could you imagine getting an Arctic Monkeys album? You're like, yes, the new Arctic Monkeys. Uh, it would have been massive aggressive. And... <laughs> Fucking this starts playing. It reminds me of when we... Yeah. It, it reminds me of when we first met in our radio course and we had to, like, put together a quick show together. Yeah. And we had to, like, announce and then back announce songs and stuff. So you're just, like, learning how to use the switchboard, whatever, whatever. And we were, like, fucking sick. So I, like, put on a Weezer song. Do you get, like... Do you want to, like, go through, like, re- and reenact it, or do you want me to? Can you? Because I so it was like, remember. So it was like, okay, so that was All My Best Friends Are Insects by yes. Weezer. Coming up next is Raped in Hatred by Vines of Thorn by the Black Dahlia oh Murder. <laughs> That's so upsetting. It's about the movie Evil Dead. I don't care. See, I didn't remember that. I remembered we no, actually... I didn't, I didn't play that because I was trying to impress you, but I, I definitely did have... I definitely did have a Black Dahlia murder song. No, but I do remember that we meant to play All My Friends Are Insects and we fucked it up and we put on your metal song oh. instead. <laughs> so then, like, and I don't think it was live. We were just, like, recording. Oh, it. yeah. No, no, we weren't playing for but anyone. <laughs> we're just sitting there, like, in tears, just like, oh, shit. Um, tears of mirth, I should say. Laughter. Um, and I think we were just sort of like, I think we did play it off like it was Weezer and it was yeah. like Weezer... We were just like, well, they've done everything. Now they might as well. Now they might as well do a blackened death metal album. I mean, they probably have at this point. Oh. but this isn't a Weezer podcast. <laughs> um. So the fray. Yeah, that's right. Uh yeah, this one to me it leans further towards what I want a punk goes cover to be. Yeah, I kind of would almost be fine with a punk goes cover being acoustic of this song yeah 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 and like i could picture like all-time low or someone yeah, yeah yeah even like a daphne loves derby or someone like that mm, yeah exactly um <laughs> yeah um yeah I don't, I don't really have anything else to say it's the fray they're perfectly all right and to take it home this week we will look at post maloon
So this is another acoustic cover. Um, yes. This one I prefer more. Yeah, this than to the me fray. is where it sort of hits the sweet spot. Yeah, and like he, it, 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 like in the guitar, it sounds like a western song. Like it sounds like it would play on like a cowboy movie. Yeah, and like his vocals are incredibly unique, and like he's doing these weird trills. Yeah, I was gonna say like he has a weird sort of like treble. Yeah, is like it treble. I don't know. It a tr- I think it's a trill. A, yeah. well, a trill is on a guitar is when you go, yeah. yeah, or like a yodel or something. I don't know. Yeah. But like, it's just super weird. And it's like, oh, I remember when he used to have no face tattoos. I know. Oh, he was, well. <laughs> also, incredibly fun fact that we discovered tonight. Yes. He auditioned for the American band Crownly Empire in 2010 but was rejected after his guitar strings broke during the audition. <laughs> that is like a real sliding doors moment. Like, imagine yeah. if he had fronted Crown the Empire. I mean, his career was better off for not fronting Crown it the Empire. Was, although I imagine he wouldn't be appropriating so much, like, black culture. Like, I don't think he'd be getting around wearing grills and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's uh, that's the weird thing about this song as well, is, like, he's wearing grills in the... Because it's basically, it's the BBC's version of... That's, yeah. Like yeah, a version. Um, um, so, yeah, and he's just doing an acoustic song, and, yeah, he's got a full mouth of grills. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I said it, and I'm, I'm making this prediction that before this podcast ends, he does a full Machine Gun Kelly and releases... Either a pop punk or a hardcore album. Yeah, I could uh, see that. Yeah, because like he he definitely. I mean, obviously, he has a certain amount of those influences if he's you know applying for applying like it's a job if he's auditioning for Crown the Empire. Yeah, I'd also say that like he is or was probably one of the like um like proto emo rap. Yeah. Artists. Like, just taking a look at his Wikipedia page, like, he, yeah, he did a DJ set for Emo Night in LA in 2017 and played songs by My Chemical Romance, so fucking sick. And, yeah, apparently his first venture into professional music began when he was in a heavy metal band. Yeah. And then he transitioned to, like, hip-hop, soft rock, that kind of thing. I I can definitely see those influences still there because like he still rocks up to shows wearing a misfits shirt and yeah. that sort of thing. Like I can I that's why I'm saying like I'm making the bold prediction yeah. that before this podcast ends he will record a heavy album. Yeah. Doesn't need to necessarily be, you know, death metal, but like even I would consider even a pop punk album to be, you know, heavier than just like an acoustic rap album. But like back on the song though, like yeah, I still, I I a hundred percent agree with you that this is, this is the sweetest spot. This is yeah. exactly where I want it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I I I've not really followed too much about him, mm. but I don't know. Like, I'm not repelled when I see him. <laughs> I think he's one where I need to move beyond what his fan base represents about him. Because they're not, like... They're young. Like, yeah, they're not, like, a 
they're not like Swifty level or like who else? I can't even think. But like, well, I guess Kanye West's fans. Yeah, like, like there are three Kanye West subreddits. Like, yeah, like they're they're not sort of stand level, but I think it's just he's one of those artists where I haven't taken the time yet to engage beyond what I hear other people say about yep. him. And I think for me, it just like he's, and it's not fair, but like he, when I first was aware of him, I was sort of like, oh, okay. Like, so he's basically that one guy who like talks about smoking weed all the time. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, good for you. Like, um, but yeah, then in saying that, like the song that he did for, um, into the Spider-Verse was great. Yeah. Um, Circles is an excellent song. Like he's just, he's got, like he's a good musician. I just yeah. haven't sat down with his stuff. A lot like Kanye. Like I just yeah. haven't sat down with it and engaged with it beyond what you hear on the radio. Yeah. And a few like cuts. So are you saying that this time next week you're going to have a full review of his discography? Yeah. No, I'm saying this time next week I'm going to have face tattoos. Yeah. yeah, you you should get a face tattoo that says "Always Tired." I know because it's so. I remember. I remember that. Like, I remember vibing with that. I remember just being like, I feel that on a fundamental level. Like, someone you you could not get that and not buy into it. So, like, I like to think that he operates on about the same level of energy as I do. I mean, from what I've heard of his music, it is very sort of sleepy. Yeah, it is kind of sleepy. <laughs> Which makes it, which is just like, it is kind of shocking that he applied for Crown, the, Crown Empire. the Empire, who they are, is that who we talked about a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, so like a, a metalcore um, band. I want to say they did Royals, but I don't think they did, did they? No, because um, last week was Artema. Yes, that was sick. Hang on, I'm just pulling up Spotify where you can find our episodes. Um... But yeah, no, I think we've covered them a couple of times now. Yeah, because they did payphone. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I cannot imagine. Post, is that what people like? Do people just call him Post? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Call him Malone. Um, because that sounds like a a thirties detective book. I can't. Damn it, Malone. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm skimming through. And it feels like, maybe I skip. No, oh, okay, yeah, they did Burn by Ellie Goulding. That's right. Um, I don't yeah. remember if you liked that song. I, I think it was all right. I think we liked it. I think, yeah, I think it was okay. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, but yeah, I just, um, doesn't he have, like, he has the barbed wire on, like, his hairline as mm. well, doesn't he? What would he you? He was very much like a proto, like, influencer sort of, e-boy yeah. kind of. TikToker. I fully blame him for Travis Barker's decision to get a face tattoo as well. Really? Yeah, 100%. Travis was always going to have face tats. Travis got a face tat in his late 40s. If Travis was going to get... tattooing his entire body. Yeah, but he could have done that way earlier. He got that because it was trendy. Because mm. people like Post Malone were getting the face tattoos under the eyes. <laughs> if you were going to get the... The barbed wire yep. on your on your hairline, but like you weren't going to get barbed wire. What would it be? Um, probably just always tired. <laughs> just so you'd have always tired up there and 
always under one eye, tired under the other. Yeah. Yeah. Or just... Or just, like, pillows. <laughs> you know? um, or, like, um... sheep. <laughs> <laughs> um... No, I'd have, like, along my hairline, like, please don't talk to me because I am, and then under my eyes, always, always tired. tired. <laughs> um, and then under, my, like, on my chin or, like, under my chin, I'd just say thanks for understanding. <laughs> um, and then on my collarbone, like, this is just who I am as a person. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you're, like, creating this novel thing. <laughs> like, tattoo that, like, people have to really... I have to, like, stop and read. The first such instance occurred in- <laughs> I've never been a good sleeper. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I wonder if I have sleep apnea, but... I know, but... but I refuse to go to see a doctor. No, I've spoken to... I've I'm had- not talking about you. I'm talking about a made-up person <sighs> who's always tired. And they've come back with no help whatsoever. Hell yeah or yeah nah. The original definitely is a hell yeah. Yeah. And the cover is going to sadly be a yeah, nah. I'm going to say a hell yeah for, like, the arc that we took. Yeah. I'm going to say hell yeah to this episode, actually. Yeah. I think we did a good job. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And, and I think we ended with with the best one. Like, Yeah. No, we um curated that very well. You're welcome. Um, post, like, good on you. Lamp yeah. post. Um, next week we are looking at another banger, uh, See You Again by Miley Cyrus, as covered by Breathe Carolina for Punk Goes Pop 2. Yeah. Um, this has been Heartless. 